Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. With karate, I'll kick your ass. From here to right over there. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Gonna kick your fucking derriere. Yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I'm pulling out your pubic head. You motherfucker. Ooh, baby, baby. Now a word from one of our sponsors. A darn good one, especially this time of year. Why? March Madness, baby. I'm talking about Bet Online. Bet Online is the only place, the only place you need to be going when it comes to placing a bet. Okay? March Madness is here. The Masters is here. Major League Baseball is starting. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me correctly, 50%. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Oh, and you know. You know I'm not about to let you get away without talking about Magic Spoon. I love Magic Spoon. You need to base your diet on healthy, all-natural foods that come from the earth. But in order to do that consistently, over and over again, day in and day out, you have to have your little your little hacks, your little go-tos, your little buddies on the inside helping you get through. And that, for me, is Magic Spoon. It should be the same thing for you. What's Magic Spoon, if you don't already know? It's the best cereal on earth. Why? It tastes as good or better than your favorite childhood cereals. But it's got 13, 14 grams of protein and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving. 140 calories in a serving. And a serving isn't like a tablespoon. It's a good, nice serving of delicious, amazing cereal in all these various flavors that are fantastic. I love the peanut butter. I love the cinnamon. My daughter loves the the fruity, the, the fruity kind and the frosted kind. Right now, though, they've got a limited time only flavor, cookies and cream, also maple waffle. Both are amazing. Build your own box if you want. Available flavors to build your very own custom blend is uh, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I like them all. I stand behind all of them. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon is now shipping to you in the Great White North as well. And this isn't uh, 140 calories, 13, 14 grams of protein of junk. No, no, no. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, completely GMO-free, keto-friendly if that's your thing. All you got to do, go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey, grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use our promo code M-I-K-E-Y at checkout. You'll save yourself $5 on your first order. Boom. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason whatsoever, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's integrity, y'all. Remember... Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the code Mikey to save yourself five bucks. Thank you, Magic Spoon. 
for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mikey Likes You, the greatest health, fitness, wellness podcast on the planet. Um, that's been proven by science. Uh, no, it hasn't, but I, I will stand by that. Um, I'm Michael D. Catherwood. The D stands for Dwight. Don't get it twisted. I want to talk to you guys about something that has been kind of bugging me. <clears throat> I, it's something that I've had to really make heads or tails of in my own life. It's something that I have had to constantly remind myself of in this last four to five months. I guess it really did start at the beginning of the lockdown a little over a year ago. But it's something that I've really made a, a kind of paramount in my life. Oh, excuse me. No, it's not belching. It is, um, it, it, it's tall. What, what will I tolerate? And certainly tolerance is something that has been at the forefront of media, um, both social and mainstream for a long time now. And I'm not talking about social um, tolerance. I'm not talking about racial tolerance. I'm not talking about sexual tolerance. That's, um, it's really not, what I what I want to deal with on this show. And it's certainly not something that I feel qualified to even dive into. Uh, I, I feel like I'm pretty good in that territory, but I also don't want to tell you how to live your life. I think it's pretty obvious and common sense to most people out there, most reasonable people, especially in this country. At least I, I hope that, you know, racial tolerance and uh, gender tolerance and sexual tolerance is something that should be not only promoted, but should be the norm. But uh, again, that's not my that's not my bag. That's not what this podcast is about. What this is about when I when I'm referring to tolerance is what will you tolerate in your life? What do you tolerate? What are your standards? And how disappointed and how kind of concerned I am that the the standards for living have gotten lower and lower and lower. And although the, the, the impetus for this might be media, it might be uh, marketing, it might be government, it's really our fault. Because we tolerate the, the consistent lowering of standards. And it's something that happens on a macro scale, and then we apply it to our own life. We lower the standards of what's acceptable, what we will tolerate in our life. I see it very clearly in the prism of health and fitness, but really it, it bleeds over into everything. What do you tolerate? What do you tolerate in your life? Your life and your standards are practically everything that's going to be building who you are as a person. Do you tolerate toxic relationships? Do you tolerate toxic friendships and romantic relationships, family members? Or do you make that choice to end the relationship because you know it's not healthy for you or that other person? Are you okay with leaving the cupboard open when you go to get some food? Or are you like, no, this it's ridiculous. I'm going to go and close the door are you do you tolerate letting your your 
trash cans overflow or do you say, no, this is ridiculous. I got to go and um, I might have to parcel out the different forms of trash. I got to step on it. I got to put my boots on and my gloves on and go and stomp on that. Do you tolerate your your husband or your boyfriend leaving piss on the on the you know the big seat of the toilet seat? Do you just roll your eyes and go, oh, men will be men? Or do you say, what the fuck is, there's piss on here. Excellence should be non-negotiable in every single area of life, whether it be big ones or whether it be small ones. And look, you'll always struggle. I struggle with it all the time. And I certainly started to let things get my standards get a little bit lower. And uh, I just turned 42 two weeks ago. When I turned 41 a year ago, I, I started to just kind of let my standards get different because I said, I'm 41 now. Uh, I need to sleep in more. I need to eat more junk food. I have a kid now. So therefore, uh, cake and pie and... Fill in soda, and not really soda. Okay, that's that's a lie. And um, you know, little handfuls of snacks in between my meals. I should tolerate that now more because look, I'm a dad. Having ice cream in the house should be something that's now normal because I'm a I'm a I have a little kid. And then something happened a couple months ago where I said, "What the fuck am I talking about?" That's not who I am. And I shouldn't tolerate it just because a lot of other kids like to eat bullshit food all the time. So therefore, I'm going to tolerate that, lower my standards for what my daughter eats. No. I, I was like, what? I, I woke up and I put my foot down. And I was like, Magnolia, that's my daughter. Uh, I know other kids eat a lot of fast food and, and mac and cheese and shit. Uh, but that's not what's happening. I'm not tolerating it. I'm drawing the line. In this house, we eat this food. Now, of course, are you going to indulge in pizza and, and fast food and, 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 and treats? Of course. You're a kid. You deserve it. But that's not going to be the norm just because that's what everyone else's norm is. Now, I want you to listen. I am in no way denigrating you or trying to put you down if your kids are constantly eating fast food. I understand everyone's life is wildly different. And I understand that, look... I have the luxury of not being necessarily as busy as other people in going from moment to moment, area to area. And sometimes, look, if you're a single mom or single dad and you got a lot of kids, you, you got to do what you got to do. But what, what I'm saying is like in my own life, I'm just using that as a reference. I'm using that as a, as a, um, a, a means of describing what I'm talking about. Here's another um, example. About... Three weeks ago, I was uh, having a phone conversation with my boy, Bobby Maximus. And um, he's, you know, essentially my, we're almost exactly the same age. He's shredded to the bone, jacked, works an insane amount of hours. He's drug-free. And he looks amazing, and his life is, is unfolding in a great way. Why? Because of hard work and the standards that he holds himself to. 
he put up a post about dad bod, right? Because he was, you know, 42 and he's early 40s, just like me. And people started shitting on him because there everyone was so upset about this level of standard that he holds himself to. And he put up all these people in their 40s, some in their 50s, um, who look amazing. The Kim Kardashians, J-Lo, uh, Jason Statham, The Rock. And everyone's like, well, that's drugs. That's drugs. That's surgery. That Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter. Because... Just a day later, I saw a post about quote-unquote dad bod, about how this is the dad bod that everyone wants, and this is the dad bod that we should all embrace. And, so, and it's a bunch of flabby fucks with man tits. And I, frankly, was offended. Was I offended because I'm muscular and, and lean? No. I was offended because there was this narrative that this is the norm. This is what should happen when you become a dad. This is what we should all accept and tolerate. And are you any less of a person? Are you less of a man than I am because you're overweight? No. And I don't want you guys to mishear that. And I don't want anyone to feel like I'm being condescending. What I'm saying is, is that you shouldn't fucking tolerate it. You shouldn't allow society to push the standards lower. Dad bod, when I was growing up, was Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Okay? That was dad bod. He wasn't ripped. He wasn't, you know, uh, an Instagram model. He wasn't an underwear model. But he was older, and he looked like he could handle his business. And you know how dad had that thing where it was like, my dad's 155 pounds. I don't know how he just lifted that refrigerator, but he did because he's got dad bod. He's got dad strength. He's got hairy arms and a nice, you know, barrel chest. That was dad. That was what you looked up to. Now, my father, my whole life has been overweight. Um, and he accepted that and understood that he he wasn't living up to the standards, not only that he had for himself, but what society had expected for him. And that was, that was, a, he was aware of that. That was a point that he had made, not only to my mom and I, but to to the world itself. He knew that. And he he wasn't happy about the fact he was comfortable in, who, in his own skin. And he accepted himself as a human being, which is something that we should all do. I don't care if you're 600 pounds or you're 6% body fat. You should understand that you're not inferior. You're not... It's not a character flaw, but he understood that this is not the way he should live his life and, and that he had, he had work to do. But now it seems like everyone is just so willing to say, no, no, actually, we should just tolerate it. We, we should not only tolerate, we should embrace it. And I, I, again, I was... I was fucking insulted I, I felt so bad not only for for these two women that i'm about to talk about but i felt bad for women in general last year watching the super bowl and i'm watching j-lo and shakira both of whom are older than most women who are looked at as sex symbols right but they look fucking awesome and I'm just ready to attack the TV because I'm so attracted to them. And they're kicking ass. 
I look, I gotta be the music fucking sucked my asshole. It was the worst shit ever. It's not my bag. But I was sitting there looking at them and going, these women put in the work. I don't care if they have personal chefs and have had surgery and take a bunch of drugs. I don't care. They fucking grind and they look amazing. And we should all be worshiping at the altar of these two women because they do the damn thing. The next day I go online and I'm looking at my bullshit feed of stuff and it's like pathetic desperate old women trying so hard blah 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 and it's just a bunch of people shitting on them later on down i scroll down and it's like you go girl great lizzo you're the best lizzo you're amazing because you embrace the fact that you're 75 pounds 150 pounds overweight and i'm sitting there going wait a minute do I respect the fact that Lizzo is clearly overweight and doesn't give a fuck? I think that's awesome. When I, I live here at the beaches in, in, in L.A. County, and I go out to the beach quite frequently, um, I am not all that. I, I admire the gentlemen and the women that I see that are walking around in their bathing suits that look amazing with the six packs or whatever. I admire it, and I go, good for you. But the guy and the gal that I really admire are the people who look like shit. And they're not hiding behind irony or humor. They don't give a fuck. They're walking around. There was this one dude a, a couple years ago. I was at the beach, and he was in a full-fledged Speedo, probably European, and he was fat as shit. And he was strutting around like he looked like Stallone in Rocky Three. He was peacocking there, and I go, that guy's got it going on. So I am not saying that you have to look a certain way to be to be okay, to be tolerated. What I am saying is that the narrative of the idea that Lizzo is good, J-Lo and Shakira bad, is bullshit. I used to coach Little League in, uh, you know, the east side of Los Angeles where I grew up. When I was a little kid, the fences were a certain distance. To hit a home run. When I went to coach at age, you know, 30, they had moved the fences in like, like 15 yards. And I go, well, what the fuck? Why? Why? Well, the kids were having trouble. I go, well, I, well, I was 10. And we hit home runs. Seemed fine for me. But instead of presenting a world where kids had to deal with the disappointment of not hitting home runs and working maybe harder to try and do so. Or coming to grips with the fact that maybe baseball wasn't their thing. They said, nah, let's, let's, uh, let's move the fences in. And they softened the balls. They made little squishy balls. Because, ah, you know, what if a ball takes a bad hop, hits a kid in the face? I go, yeah, no, what if a fucking ball hits a bad hop and hits a kid in the face? Happened to me. Happened to me. He used to smack me right in the fucking nose and I used to hate it. And some kids were like, ah, it's not, I don't really dig that. And I go, that's cool. I figured out a way to do it. I, I love playing baseball. Same with football. I didn't want to play flag football. Some kids really didn't like the idea of running full speed into another kid and smashing to them. I kind of got a charge out of it. I didn't like getting hit hard. I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't pumped on the idea, but it was something that I dealt with because there was an excitement there. 
We shouldn't move to make everything flag football. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the, this, the difference? I want to reiterate because I do think it's important. I'm not that guy that is in good shape and then trying to put people down who are not in good shape or trying to tell you if you're sitting here listening to this and you don't have the physique you like or, or don't have a physique that you think society thinks you should, that you're somehow defective or that you're somehow inferior. That's not at all what I'm saying because you're not and you shouldn't feel that way. But what I am saying is that we shouldn't move the standards back to make you feel better about it. Michelle Pfeiffer posted a video a couple weeks ago, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a link to it in the show description, um, and I'll, I'll tweet it out and everything, because this, again, illuminated something that I thought was indicative of how the standards have changed. Michelle Pfeiffer was playing Catwoman in this uh, Batman movie in the mid-90s, and they had a behind-the-scenes video of her as Catwoman walking into the mansion where she's going to go, and it was Bruce Wayne's mansion, and there's these huge uh, ornate statues, right? Like 11 feet tall, these huge, beautiful statues. You know, Bruce Wayne's a billionaire, whatever. And she has her bow whip because she's Catwoman, and she... And this is behind-the-scenes footage. This is not, uh, there's no CGI. There's no stunt woman. Michelle Pfeiffer takes the bullwhip and with like three or four um, subsequent uh, statues, she rip, swings the bullwhip around her head and goes, wow, and whips the heads off of these statues. She does one, bow, from 15 yards away. Bow, bow, the other one. Bow, bow, boom. And she, she, she smacks all three heads of these statues, right off the statue. And it's Michelle Pfeiffer. It's not a stunt woman. She whoppers, and, and the director yells, cut! And every all the all the um, the grips and the cameramen and the gaffers and the and the the, the assistant producers are all, fuck yeah, woo! And, they just, and she's like, yeah, she did it. And I thought to myself, man, in these new comic book movies with CGI, and I showed it to my wife, who's an actor, she said they, they just wouldn't ask that of a, of an actor nowadays. They just simply wouldn't ask that of an actor. Why? Standards are lower. They'd get some professional whip artist to put on the cat suit and they'd do it. And then they'd probably use CGI to make it and, you know, to, to cut down the, uh, the time that they had to spend on set. But Michelle Pfeiffer, in the mid-90s, she just had to, she said, let me, let me take a crack at it. Pardon the pun. The presidential seal of fitness, uh, which is what they used to measure child health by, and then the military standards for um, you know pull-ups and things like that, have have dramatically changed to to become much smaller, much more achievable. I, in my opinion, that is sending the wrong message. The fact that kids used to have to run a mile two, three, four minutes faster than they do now. The fact that they had to achieve a certain level of pull-ups, and if they didn't, they had to work hard to then get that level of pull-ups and sit-ups and things like that in order to get this seal. There was something to that. 
And it really, it transcends the idea of, of the strength or the physical fitness. It, it sends the message that we in this country tolerate a certain level of excellence. And you may not be able to achieve that excellence right now, but if you work hard, you will. You will always struggle. You will, I will, everyone, every child will. You will always struggle. I struggle. But until you make excellence a standard, you will never achieve anything significant just like I never ever did. I never ever drew a line in the sand in my life because my standards were so low. And I never tried in high school. I never tried in grade school. I never put any effort into school. I never did homework. I never paid attention in class. Why? Because I had some learning disability? No. It was because I knew that if I just kept my standards low, if I listened to every, because I was a class clown. I was always a class clown. I still am a class clown. And I thought, if I just listen to everybody, that I'm that kid. I'm that kid who isn't going to go to college. I'm that kid who's a fuck-up. I'm a loser. And then don't try. I'll set my standards low enough. I can hide behind that and never have to really deal with this, the, the, the sting of failure. I tolerated my own bullshit. And worse off, I tolerated everyone else's bullshit that they put on me. You know that scene in Rudy, uh, if you've ever seen Rudy, um, where they're going on the bus to, to go visit Notre Dame, and the priest says, oh, Rudy, no, I'm sorry, this is not a sightseeing. Uh, this is not a sightseeing tour. This is for kids who actually want to go to Notre Dame. And Rudy says, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm on here. And, and the priest says, oh, Rudy, um, this this far exceeds your abilities. I, at that age, would have been like, all right, Father, you're right. You're right. I'm just the dummy. But Rudy said, no, well, uh, in not so many words, fuck off. And it, it didn't happen immediately for him, but he set his standards high, and he wouldn't tolerate anything else. He got on that bus. He went to Notre Dame. The rest is kind of history. I'm sure Hollywood aggrandized embellished history, but the rest is history nonetheless. Don't move. Hey, 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 let me take a quick second, just a quick second to tell you about Lucy, an amazing company. And I mean that. I would tell you about Lucy even if they weren't a sponsor of this, comp of this podcast. You know why? I was in talks with the people behind it behind the development of this product, behind the development of this company, well before I even had the idea to do Mikey Likes You. You know why? If you've listened to me at all, even casually, you know I love nicotine. The drug nicotine has been unfairly uh, demonized. It's, a, it's an incredibly useful drug for dieting, for appetite suppression, for cognitive benefits. But oftentimes, 
you have to get it in these really nasty, unhealthy ways, like smoking or chewing tobacco or dipping or, or, or vaping. Lucy took care of that. Caltech scientists, former smokers themselves, looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative, finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. And it comes to you via Lucy. Wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. Lucy also has lozenges on top of the gum with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. This stuff is amazing. I use it all the time. I use it when I'm in a pinch, when I want to, you know, get my head in the right place before a big meeting. I use it in between meals so I don't get that uh, hangry feeling. And I use it feeling really good about myself because I know I'm not relegated to, to, to smoking cigarettes or to, 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 to vaping or doing something that I know is going to be damaging to my health. I'm just getting the benefits of nicotine without all the downside. Thanks to Lucy. So Mikey likes you listeners. Go to lucy.co. Use the promo code M-I-K-E-Y to get 20% off all products, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code Mikey at checkout. By the way, I have to say this, and this is totally true. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code Mikey. Look, again, I want to make it very clear. I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself if you're overweight or if you don't look the way you want to look. I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself if you don't have the job that you want or that you don't make enough money or that you, whatever it may be. I'm not here to do that. I'm not trying to do that with this episode. What I am saying is that if you feel like whatever facet of your life you're, you're thinking about right now when I'm putting this information before you is, is mediocre, that you shouldn't accept the fact that society is going to now tell you that that's okay. Because you deserve to have excellence. Now for you, excellence may mean looking like uh, looking like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an overweight um, celebrity. <laughs> you, for you, excellence may be looking like Chris Christie. And that's okay. But if it's not, don't let society tell you that that is an acceptable standard. Keep your standards where you need them to be, both personally and as a collective. Collectively as a whole, Let's stop lowering the standards to make ourselves feel better and pushing to get to where we should be. And you know in your head and in your heart where that should be. Don't tolerate society's bullshit. Don't tolerate your friends or your family's bullshit. And most definitely don't tolerate your bullshit. Don't accept mediocrity. I don't want to say who because it's someone still in my life who told me that, you know, at a, at a kind of a, by the way, this person's not necessarily in my life. They're just alive and probably aware of me and, and, and 
there's a there's a chance they may listen to this. So I, it, again, it's just not something I want to get into as far as naming people personally or even what they do for a living or how I'm related to them in any way. But but someone who was a person that I looked up to when I was in my mid-teens just said that you just got to come to grips with the fact that you're ordinary. And you better fucking believe that on top of the genetic predisposition and on top of the social uh, aspects of it, that that definitely fueled my desire to drink and do drugs on a daily basis because I heard that and I said, you're right. I'm not special. I'm not someone who's going to do good things in life. So I might as well just embrace this because this makes me happy. And by the grace of God, I hit my rock bottom early in life and, 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 and I had a lot of luck too. I had a lot of luck. There was definitely work involved. There was definitely introspection and, and discipline and will and all those things. And I, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but that happened. That There was that when it came to getting clean. But there was a lot of luck and there was a lot of people around me supporting me. And there was also just these crazy circumstances that uh, I found a, a career in radio where people told me I was good at something and all, all those things put together. And I, and I just one day said, I'm not going to tolerate ordinary. You know, when I don't have to win a Nobel Prize and I certainly don't have to win an Oscar or be Howard Stern or, or Joe Rogan or the greatest broadcaster on earth, but I'm not going to accept the fact that I'm just an ordinary fella. My standards change and I wouldn't accept standards. And something happened again, you know, to, to bring it back to, to physical fitness, something happened to me a couple months ago where I said, yeah, yeah, I am in my 40s. Yeah, it's not going to be as easy as it was when I was in my 20s. And it's certainly not going to be as easy as it was when I was using steroids. But I'm not going to tolerate being out of shape simply because that's become the standard. I know who I am, and I'm carved out of wood. And that's 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 it. That's non-fucking-negotiable. When I look at the tweets and the comments on Instagram and YouTube of Adele, now that she looks amazing, and all these people saying, oh, she's a fucking sellout. She had to give in to the Hollywood machine because she lost all the weight so that she could look a certain way. She should have just embraced the fact that she... Fuck that. Was Adele any better or worse as a human being? Was her character any different when she was overweight? Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. And don't mishear me. But the fact that she wanted to do that and then she succeeded and she put in the time and the effort and the focus and she didn't give in and now she looks fucking awesome. She should walk around town in a goddamn bikini and everyone should stand up and applaud. And the fact that there's a good portion of society that said, oh, she's a sellout. She fuck, she gave in to looking regular. You know, she used to look regular. She used to look, look 
normal and acceptable and relatable. But now she, she gave into the Hollywood machine, to the pressures to look differently. No. She drew a line in the sand. She changed her standards, and she wouldn't tolerate it anymore. And she should be fucking celebrated for it. That's all I'm saying. Okay? I love you guys. I really do. If no one's told you that they love you recently, know that I do. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember that I do. Thank you to Bet Online for bringing you this podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.